0: Welcome to Fullest House, the only Full House Take-Two fancast. I'm Kyle.
1: And I'm Kat, and this week we watched Season 1, Episode 7, Part 2. Kyle, what is Full House Take-Two?
0: Well, Kat, I was a big fan of the 90s TV show Full House as a child, so when I heard that Netflix was making a sequel, I got really excited. I was really looking forward to seeing our favorite uncles and our favorite nieces once again. But I have to say, I don't remember much of any of this show in the original Full House. I don't remember the man that lives in the basement with the cat. I don't remember the K-pop star. And I don't remember his uh, stylist fiancé. I don't see Comet, the dog. I don't see any of Uncle's. So I'm not really sure what's going on here.
1: Kyle, you dummy. We weren't watching the sequel to Full House, that's called Fuller House. We were watching Full House Take 2, a K-drama or rather a K-comedy. This was was were you not curious why like everyone was speaking Korean the whole time?
0: I just thought that it was a bold international take for a very international company.
1: Were you not like curious why there were like n- literally no no Uncle Jesse's? You just thought, oh, I guess they got rid of all the Uncle Jesse's?
0: Yeah, I figured they probably for asked one. for too much money to be in the sequel.
1: You were like, don't don't need any... Like, you know that Dave Coulier... <laughs>
0: <laughs> he needs work. He needs the
1: work. He's not demanding a lot of money. You <laughs> didn't stop to question that at all?
0: <laughs> like, that was the one question I had, as I kept thinking, when is Dave Coulier going to show up in this?
1: And he didn't show up.
0: He didn't show up. And
1: you, And you still just kind of... Went with it, huh? I guess so. Well, here's the thing, Kyle. There was a k- Korean TV show called Full House, but it's not Full House. And then this is Full House, take two.
0: Is it the Korean version of Full House? that Did they is, get the rights to Full House to remake it?
1: It is not. Okay. <laughs> so, this was our first, this is the only fan cast going international.
0: Our first foreign language television show
1: and uh Kyle, thumbs up or a thumbs down
0: big thumbs up big thumbs up let's 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 jump in here, so it's a k drama or k comedy, so it's uh Korean. What do you know about Korea?
1: very, very little. I know that they have superior technology, I know that they have superior educational system, and I know that they have superior barbecue
0: yeah, it's like fast internet. And meats that you can grill at your own table. Those are the two things I know about Korea, and that's why I feel like I would be uh, better suited as a person for living in Korea.
1: Like, your two main interests in life, dare I say necessities, are internet and meat. So, yeah, I, I would say you you might fit in well there. Yeah. Aside but- from the fact that, you know...
0: You're don't not, speak the language don't
1: quite speak the language
0: i can learn i'm a fast learner
1: okay did you learn any korean after watching this show
0: on young <laughs> no, i learned that a <laughs> long that. time ago
1: yeah you already knew
0: that so though this is the only fancast's first dive into korean television it is not our personal being cat and kyle's first dive into korean television do you want to talk about the Uh, other korean television show that we've watched
1: yes um we watched the first four ish episodes of a show called oh my ghostess um the best television show ever made that then started becoming like a murder mystery and so we stopped watching which i kind of regret um
0: back into it
1: yeah i i'm so into it because i think about that show at least like a couple times a month
0: like, not only does it have the best title,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it was also just a very good show.
1: Yeah, it was really, like, cute and weird and amazing. It's about, like, a girl who's dead, and she's a ghost. She describes herself, and this is an accurate quote, as the libertine queen of the ghost realms. And she's, like, a feisty ghost child.
0: Um, not a child. Not a child. She's at, like, 20-something.
1: yeah. But feisty ghost child is just a phrase that seemed to me... Oh, is that
0: a common phrase? Sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: I just wish... I wish you were as folksy as me. (laughs) You know that folksy old phrase?
0: Feisty ghost child? Feisty ghost child. I I wasn't aware of it, but you lived in Idaho longer than I have. This is
1: true. You're just a stupid California transplant. You don't know our native um, idioms. Anyway, so, and then... She ends up possessing the body of um a young woman who is kind of like a janitor at this very upscale restaurant.
0: And the restaurant is basically ran by, like, a hot, young Korean version of Gordon Ramsay.
1: Yeah, like, like very good chef, very mean, <laughs> but also...
0: But with a heart of gold.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. But also very handsome. So, this Alive girl is, uh, like, a janitor there, and she has a huge crush on her boss, and she also wants to become a chef herself. Um, she
0: runs a food blog? She runs a food that, blog! Um the chef is, like, a big fan of, but she runs it anonymously, so oh. he doesn't know that it is her employee, or his employee, that runs it.
1: Yeah, so, like, by day, he kind of treats her like crap, but then he goes and he reads her blog, and it makes him so happy. But... She ends up getting possessed by the ghost, the feisty ghost. And then it, I mean, that's, that's all you need to know. It's the
0: best. But mm-hmm. well, we need to watch more of that show. Yes. That was a good show. Absolutely. But with that in mind, with those like fond memories, that's why we wanted to jump into another Korean television show today. And we picked another good one.
1: We picked a fantastic one. Although I do really want to quickly say that we started off down a bad path we watched 11 minutes of what's that one called again Uh,
0: boys over flowers
1: boys over flowers and the episode that we watched was just it was just 11 minutes of like the most dark like upsetting look at like bullying and it was really sad so we had to leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we went in expecting another Oh My Ghostess, and we got like extremely dark, bullying soap opera.
1: Yeah, but like the promo photos, because we try not to know a ton about the shows when we go in. So we were just like, okay, well, the, the, the cast photo looks like super happy and it has like bright primary colors.
0: And it's called Boys Over Flowers. And
1: it's called Boys Over Flowers. And then it has this very happy, like, um, title sequence. And we we're all like, feeling good about it. And then all of a sudden, we were plunged into just. Just a dark examination of the evils that lurk within the human psyche,
0: yep, so we jumped to Full House take two, and that was a very good decision.
1: It was such a good decision. I love the show. I love the show.
0: so where did we start out on Full House take two?
1: Um well, should we talk a little bit about how we knew the basic overview of the show and how that made everything that came after it? Well,
0: all, all we really knew was that it's like a fish out of water story for like a fashion designer slash stylist who like gets entangled with either a singular K-pop star or like a boy band like K-pop group.
1: Yeah, we, we couldn't couldn't figure that out. Figure that out.
0: Um, so that's all we really knew going in, which was very like we we would have been extremely confused if we hadn't known that far.
1: Yeah. Um, So, it opens on this um, very stylish room, and there's two very stylish people sitting on a couch.
0: One wearing, like, a white tuxedo, and the other one wearing, like, a nice white dress.
1: That dress was everything to me.
0: Like, all of the fashion and style in this.
1: All of the fashion is very good. Very good. And they're arguing... Um, Because it turns out that they are about to enter into their engagement party, which is just starting to kick off.
0: And who and, are the two characters we have? These there?
1: two characters that we have are Man Oak and Ty Ik. And I know that I'm saying those wrong, and I'm sorry,
0: world. So, Man Oak is uh, a woman, like both young people, like probably early to mid 20s. And she has. A street-up, uh, 90s Reba McIntyre hairdo, which Kat and I disagreed vehemently over whether it was a good haircut or the worst haircut that they'd ever seen. I said it was (laughs) the worst haircut that I've ever seen.
1: Well, no, it's so fun. It's like, um, it's like, uh, it's just like a little... Puffy red cloud of curls. It's, it's
0: Reba McIntyre hair, and it's horrible. <laughs> and then Ty Ick had like the closest uh, you could get to being as bad as Manoak's hair, because it was essentially Johnny Depp's hair from Alice in Wonderland, and like the red straggly parted straight down the middle. Cut and it was horrible.
1: But aside from that, he was so stylish and he looked so much like David Bowie. So stylish. I loved him.
0: So yes, so those those are the characters we've got. And uh they're about to go into their engagement party, but oak says that she wants to uh stop the engagement and just call it quits on the whole thing.
1: Um, And they are arguing and they're like, it's your fault we got engaged. No, it's your fault. And it becomes clear that this isn't like, oh, I want to break up. We can't get engaged. But it's very much like, oh, no, we accidentally got engaged. What do we do?
0: Yeah, like uh, the the argument was difficult to parse, but it basically seemed like it was like... Hey, you set forth the events that led to this moment. No, you set forth the events that led to this moment.
1: If only that exact phrase was the actual dialogue,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but then somebody comes into the room tells them, "Hey, it's time to go, and they kind of buck up and
1: well, not before um man Oak like gets on her feet and she's about- about to punch um I'm just going to call him David Bowie because I keep forgetting his name
0: Ty. Let's call him Ty Ty and man.
1: Okay. All right. She's about to punch Ty because she's just like, I'll punch you and then you'll go to the hospital and then the engagement will get called off. And he's like, please don't punch me. And she's like, no, 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 it'll be fine. I'm going to punch you. And she stands up and she's about to punch him. But then the man walks in. Yeah. So I just liked that as a form of problem solving.
0: Yeah. It's clear thinking on her feet. Yeah. So they buck up and they head to their engagement party. And then it like kind of does a flash of them walking through this hall with a bunch of people there like a very fancy banquet event and it cuts from that to a man walking into her house later on at some point in time and she's confronted by what we are led to believe is like her best friend
1: And her best friend is very angry because she's like, why didn't you tell me that you were getting engaged to this dude? Which is a fair question. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's implied that they've been secretly dating for three years.
1: But based on the fact that they were acting like this was an unfortunate event... Yeah, That's we, probably was all fabricated. It was it was very confusing, and we did not we'll ever get through this that part scene, out.
0: and then we'll talk about our, our suspicions for right. what's actually going on in the plot.
1: But anyway, man's friend is very, very angry and sort of yells and cries and then leaves and goes and gets drunk and yells and cries some more. That's about it.
0: Right. And then uh we get a shot of man in bed. And she is awoken by, like, the screams of a large group of young girls outside of her house. And then she walks downstairs, and she seems to, like, live above a Taekwondo studio? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why she does that. And the fans are throwing bricks through the windows of the Taekwondo studios with notes on them that say, Die. And... We later learn that those are like ty Ick's, um fan base, and they are very angry that she is marrying Ty, yeah, so let's go through our theories of what's going on here
1: i mean i here's what I think I think that through many wacky circumstances in episodes one through six <laughs> um. They, they, they met and they started hanging out, and then some weird things led to everyone thinking they were dating and had known each other for a while, and then they accidentally end up getting engaged. Yeah. So Hijinks wh- is my theory.
0: What we essentially know is that uh, Ty and Man definitely aren't in love currently and are not engaged for love. My theory is that it might be like some type of like record company involvement of like like they've decided that Ty is at the point in his career where he needs to settle down so they like pick this stylist that is in her life er, that is in his life to like be the person that they uh he is to marry and that they like make up a backstory of them having been mm. dating for 3 years and such and such and such
1: i just would argue that that falls under my definition of hijinks so
0: okay so hijinks it is (laughs) but essentially what happens from here is that uh ty then moves man into his house uh essentially to like knowing like it seems like somehow her address has like gotten to be known by the world and that ty feels that it's his fault so like, in exchange for, or, like, as an apology to her, he lets her move into his house.
1: And?
0: And this, we're to assume that Ty's house is the uh, titular. titular eponymous full house. <laughs> it's but not very full, though. Currently, like, before, but but here's what we actually know of this house and who lives in it. Tai, now man who is new this episode, and then there's also a person living in his basement that he does not (laughs) know about. That
1: That is Kang Hui, and that is a, a secret blonde man on crutches who's hiding and living in ty's basement
0: and man's friends with him Mm
1: -hmm. and so like as soon as she moves in there's a scene of them just like chilling in the basement eating ice cream and gossiping together
0: but he he hates ty for some reason that is not explained at all to us but he's still for some reason living in ty's basement unbeknownst to ty it's never explained.
1: It's never explained. Like, we assumed, oh, we'll figure out who this blonde man is. Maybe he's uh, another member of the band or something. But nope, no resolution on who who he is. He's yeah, just we, the basement boy.
0: We initially went into it thinking that it was like a K-pop boy band, and that would be why it's a full house, because there was a full house of boy band members living in the house. But some things later in the episode led us to believe that Ty is in fact, a solo artist— so no idea why this dude's living in the basement.
1: He's a goofy. He's a goofy guy, though. I like him.
0: Yeah, he's a great character. Yeah. Oh, um, just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So, uh, from there we kind of jump into some growing pains. Get it? Full house and growing pains. <laughs> Show it. me that smile again. Show
1: me that smile.
0: So. <laughs> Um, so we jump into some growing pains between man and Ty. That essentially it is implied that man is using Ty's moisturizer, uh, leaving his sauna a mess, and is drinking all of his organic juices.
1: And Ty fucking hates people touching his stuff.
0: Yeah, it's known so- that Ty doesn't like like anybody being around him or in his space at all, so it's a surprise that he's even let man live in his house, but he's clearly not enjoying having somebody else living in his house.
1: And so it has this amazing scene where Ty is starting to get more and more um neurotic about it. And so he's like taking all the juices out of the fridge and counting them repeatedly. And then <laughs> the best part, he has like his moisturizing gel in a little tub and he and basically
0: uses like a dipstick he
1: uses a dipstick to like measure how much has been used and it's great so um, he goes
0: and confronts um man about all of his findings and he tells her that uh his moisturizer that he's lost 0. 0.8 millimeters of moisturizer since the day before <laughs>
1: Um and she's like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing all of that. I have a sleepwalking problem, didn't I tell you? And he's like, really? And she's like, um, yeah, sleepwalking is what it is.
0: Cut to a uh, man goes and confronts what what's his name downstairs. Kang Hui. Kang Wee goes and confronts Kang Wee and turns out that he is the one that is using the moisturizer and drinking the organic juices and leaving the sauna a mess. And he says that he's doing it on purpose because he wants him to get mad.
1: (laughs) Um, And this was, I mean, because there had been a scene of the two of them together eating ice cream. It was not clear until just now that he was living in the basement secretly. Yes.
0: but um man just kind of is like oh that's cool she didn't really seem to care yeah, and was just like you should be more careful when you're like walking around at night because you're, you're sneaking on sneaking around
1: at night on your crutches in this mansion that you're living in the basement of no one acknowledges how buck wild this is yeah but- so
0: then kang wei just basically says Uh, yeah, but I'm lonely here. I wish I had a cat.
1: Well, no, 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 no. What happens is so much better than that, because he's eating off of, like, a little tray, and after he finishes, like, a bite of food, he looks down and printed on the tray is a picture of a tiny cat.
0: Which I noticed that below it, in very small text, it just said in English the word kitchen.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the kitchen cat. And he looks really, really sadly at this kitchen cat, full-on, bottom lip, poking out, trembling. And he looks up, and he's just like, mm, I'm lonely, I wish I had a cat. And she's like, oh, okay. And she goes and gets him Cut a cat. to
0: pet store. <laughs> So she she goes into the pet store and then she comes back to the house with a cat in a basket, which is just like perfect, like a little picnic basket that she had all prepared to put her cat into as she brings it home. And when she arrives at the front of the house, Ty has workers putting up cameras and she's like, why are you putting up security cameras? And he's like, because there's you know who." Stealing all of my food, like implying I'm putting up cameras to watch you, (laughs) man. Um, And then he starts sneezing. And so it becomes clear, like, oh, Ty is also allergic to cats while man is hiding the cat behind her back in a picnic basket.
1: Yeah. And she's like, well, I have I have this picnic. I really want to go eat a sandwich on the lawn. Bye. And then she goes in. She goes down to the basement to give the cat to Kang, and this is the part where I want to just talk about this cat for the next half hour. Just cat. A- Oh, god! This little... This little... This little cat with a little squishy face! Little son of a bitch! Oh my god, he's so small!
0: Just to start this off, for some reason, Cat was insistent <laughs> that this cat was <laughs> animatronic. <laughs>
1: on <laughs> him on that
0: I have no idea what about <laughs> the cat made her think that it was animatronic, but well, we argued no, about it for it a bit. Was,
1: it was like, definitely real when they took it out of the basket. But then when Kang is like holding it and talking to her, its head is turned away and it just makes this very, very small like repetitious movement with its head, but the rest of its body didn't move. So I I thought it was an animatronic cat in that scene, because they couldn't trust the actor who plays Kang to hold the a- cat and talking to the camera at the same time.
0: But essentially, it's just a real cute cat with a real messed up scrunchy face. It
1: has the squishedest little face. It looks like it got hit with a brick. It's a gray color, but it's not a uniform gray color. It's this weird dappled gray, like long-haired squish faced tiny, tiny little son of a bitch with like no personality and no expression and it just looks like a gremlin and I love it. I want to put it on my head and walk around. It's my hat.
0: What would you name it if you had that opportunity?
1: Scramblin'.
0: What about Archduke Scramblin'?
1: Yeah, this is my cat, Archduke Scramblin'. He sits on my head all day, every day, while I go about my business. He has a fucked up little face. He never meows. Did I mention his fucked up little face? I love him very much. He's Archduke. And he's perfect. Yeah, Scramblin'. Yeah. Oh, I'm sad I'm allergic to cats now. Oh,
0: yeah, I wish we had a cat. I know, me too. So what happens next?
1: Now that she has delivered the cat, man needs to figure out how to navigate um Kang past the surveillance cameras. So basically her whole plan is to, she knows that Ty is like looking at the surveillance like footage up in up in his like little live secret feeds. yeah live feeds up in a secret room it's not actually a secret room i just assumed he had one seems like something he would do so man just kind of like goes and jumps around in the various um
0: and she calls him on the phone
1: yeah cameras and, and, she's like, like, and she's just like hey can you see me and he's like yeah and she's like hey can you see me over here and he's like yeah And then she's like hey can you see me over here and he's like, yeah. and like, hey, and he's like no and then to her in her head I assume. She's like, aha, this is a place where he could sneak around on his crutches. And then and one thing I feel like we've really glossed over here is the fact that there's like a lot of sexual tension between man and tie.
0: Well, not really between man and tie, just tie towards man.
1: But possibly, it's not
0: reciprocated very much.
1: Yeah, that's true. But possibly also tie just kind of towards the world. Because again, he's got a big time David Bowie vibe going on. But, um, like the the thing of it is, is that the world thinks that they're in love because they are engaged. They believe themselves to not be in love and that the engagement is fake. But really, deep, deep, deep down, they are in love—three layers deep.
0: Clearly, like everybody knows, they're going to end up together. Like you just can't make a show if that's not the case.
1: You call that the three-layer bean dip of love?
0: Okay. So yeah, it's, just, it's a it's a it's your very like run-of-the-mill, she's-all-that, pretty-woman, blah-blah-blah. You know, like, oh, hey, these two people hate each other, they have to pretend that they're in love. Pretending that they're in love leads them to actually being in love.
1: Yeah, I like it. I'm a huge sucker for that plot formula. It always makes me go, oh okay,
0: Like, I feel like there are way more obvious... Because I, I don't even know if Pretty Woman is that, because I haven't seen it. <laughs> And like I know, like, like I, because I, I don't think that there's any time. Just from basing it off of Pygmalion, which I know well, and I know Pretty Woman is based on Pygmalion. <laughs> there's never a time where they have to like pretend that they're in love.
1: Yeah, but I think they might in Pretty Woman. Okay, I don't know. I haven't but seen Pretty just... Woman since I was like eleven.
0: I pulled out Pretty Woman and she's all that. I know she's all that does it, but I don't think that she's all that does is...
1: she's all that do
0: it. Yeah, because they pretend because uh, they like go to like prom or something together. Because the whole thing is, that, that one Freddie is Prince basically Jr.
1: also pigmailing. Yeah, because
0: huh. Freddie Prince Junior gets uh, a bet from Paul Walker, I believe.
1: Is Paul Walker in that movie? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, we need to um, rewatch that. movie.
0: Freddie Prince Junior gets a bet from Paul Walker that. He can't like turn the nerdy art girl into like a good date for prom, so then Freddie Prince Jr. uh gets her all spiced up and then they fall in love for who they really are.
1: What <laughs> does gets her all spiced
0: up mean? <laughs> <I> oh <don't> no. <know. laughs> um
1: I guess that's called kind of also ten things I hate about you. Like Heath Ledger has to pretend to be in love with with the What's her name? What is her name? That Julia Styles.
0: Her name is Cat in the movie.
1: Yeah, her character's name is Cat. Heath Ledger has to pretend to be in love with Cat and take her on a date, but then he actually falls in love with her. Yeah.
0: But the the only point I was trying to make is I feel like this is a very, very common plot that mm-hmm. there are probably lots of famous examples of, and the only one that I could pull out for certain was She's All That. <laughs> there has to be more, right?
1: <laughs> I mean... You're just a man with very specific cultural touchstones, and that's one of the reasons I love you so much.
0: Uh, yeah, like, we haven't discussed so far that probably, like, my main cultural touchstones are 90s romantic comedies.
1: We need to... Why aren't there more romantic comedy TV shows? Because that's really kind of all I want to watch in my day-to-day is romantic comedies. That's where I'm at in my life.
0: Yeah, me too. Just... <sighs> here's a Because here's the problem with romantic comedy TV shows, as you get into... A will they won't they situation that's just untenable like i stopped watching new girl because i got so t- sick and tired of the uh, going back and forth on if jess and nick are a thing or not
1: you stopped watching new girl because you got so mad at megan fox being well yeah there.
0: but it was because that like every time megan fox showed up they were further from nick and jess being a thing Like, and yeah, and I hate Megan Fox, and I hated her character very much, but that was the main thrust of my hate.
1: Then you're really lucky that you did not watch the latest season, because that's all it was.
0: And I, I just, I feel like romantic comedies don't actually work great on TV for that reason. Like, you can get a season or two out of it before you have to start just, like, throwing things in for no reason to keep it interesting.
1: Why can't there just be a nice TV show about some people, and it's will they, won't they, and then it's will they, and then it's just following their very happy relationship and life.
0: That's what I want, and I feel like there are probably some shows that have done that and done it well, but yeah, I'd love a show that's like first, second season or so, just like the beginnings of a relationship, and then it can keep going for another five seasons, and it's just them being happy in their relationship.
1: I mean, that's kind of what happens on New Girl with
0: every other character
1: with with um schmidt and cece
0: yeah and it looks like what's going to happen with winston and cop yeah but
1: i like that her name to you is just cop
0: well i haven't seen enough enough episodes with her in it to know what her name is
1: i know what her name is but i'm not going to tell you it's a secret secret it's It's a secret
0: anyway enough romantic comedy talk Let's Um, jump back into Full House Take Two.
1: Yeah, the reason I brought it up is just because when she's doing this whole surveillance camera thing, there's a point at which she gets really close up to a camera, um, and it's kind of her, her lips are front and center, and then it cuts to Ty looking at this image and his reaction to looking at her lips and apparently being thinking about kissing her is the funniest thing i've ever seen
0: like he acts like he's like going into some type of weird shock or coma or something
1: yeah he acts like he's having some sort of like medical emergency and it starts playing like a really loud heartbeat sound and, and like he it just will is...
0: make like the camera get like a little bit blurry and start to like bloom
1: yeah and his and his face is just so expressive that it's just all of these teeny tiny little like micro expressions of just like arousal, fear, confusion, arousal, fear, confusion. Like, I loved it. I'm sorry. That was my like my favorite part.
0: Yeah. So so essentially, um, man is able to work out the details of camera coverage in the house. And she goes back down to the basement and presents uh, Kong Wai with a... Uh, extremely detailed and well drawn like accurate two scale map of the house with like a very colorful trail for like how he can get from the basement to the kitchen without being seen by the cameras
1: she basically made him like a map for a heist movie but the heist is just Him having access to the fridge at night. Yeah,
0: and that brought up one major plot hole for me, Mm -hmm. which is that the entire intent of what Ty said he was installing the cameras for was to see who's stealing his food, but he didn't think to point a camera towards the fridge.
1: (laughs) I think he was more concerned with figuring out what's happening with his moisturizer. He's really into the moisturizer.
0: But he said... I want, I'm installing cameras to see who's stealing my food. (laughs) But he only gets, like, the areas around the kitchen, because he figures, like, well, it's not like there's going to be a ghost that's just popping up right in front of the fridge. So as long as I have all access to the fridge covered, we're good.
1: But he doesn't, and he's not. Yeah. So she gives him this map. And then this is my other favorite part of this entire thing is she picks up the cat the little fucking cat and she smells him and she's like, "Oh, how did he get so smelly?" And the guy's like, "Oh, I just let him eat a sandwich that was on the floor." <laughs> I can't hang on a minute.
0: Like he <laughs> The thing about it <laughs> is that she's not even like smelling his breath; she's just smelling the cat.
1: Cause just like,
0: cause he the says sandwich.
1: That... This cat is so small, and this expired floor sandwich was so big, and now it's just emanating out of his kitty pores,
0: uh-huh.
1: and he doesn't have any like expression in his little squashed face, and he's so stinky.
0: And and but he he says like, oh, she ate all of the onions and everything. And it's like just eating onions doesn't make your pores smell bad. This cat had to have gotten deep in that sandwich.
1: <laughs> it just crawled inside because it wanted to be another sandwich filling. It was like this is my purpose,
0: and then slowly ate it. Yeah.
1: Oh man, imagine crawling inside of a giant sandwich because you want to be nestled between the big pieces of bread, and then you get hungry and you slowly eat the sandwich from the inside
0: out. And then you don't have a home anymore.
1: You don't have a home anymore, that's what this cat went through. Except afterwards, a giant lady picked him up and called him Stinky.
0: Uh (laughs) So um, while this is going on, it's known that Ty is at rehearsal uh, for his singing career uh, so man tells king we that uh ty is at rehearsal so they can go upstairs and wash the cat cut to a scene of the cat drinking water and man kind of explains like oh it's a good thing that we're getting this cat some water she's so thirsty she would have drank all of the bath water so
1: And Kang is just kind of, like, simple-mindedly sitting there going, like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, she that's really a good likes idea. the water, what a good <laughs> idea. So this motherfucker, this basement, a- I can't, I can't, I can't.
0: He's had the Jesus, cat- Jesus,
1: take the wheel, Kyle.
0: He's had the cat for at least two days by this point in time, and it's just implied that- all he's done is fed her a floor sandwich, and that he's not given her any water or any other n- nourishment at all
1: it's just... <laughs> The son of a bitch living secretly in someone's basement mistreating,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you not cover your mouth when you're talking on our podcast?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't stop laughing at the cat. I can't stop laughing. I'm I'm really trying. I'm really trying. I just really love this show. And I love the stink cat. And I love this simple-minded basement man.
0: <laughs> but essentially, so a man says... Oh, I'm going to go start a bath now while this cat is drinking water. But Tai has left the rehearsal I because he says that he's feeling sick. I don't know if it's implied that it's like the allergies from the cat or what's going on there. I think he's still thinking about her kiss lips. Oh, he's lovesick.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: he leaves rehearsal early. And as he's coming in through the door, uh, Kong Wei uh, grabs, like his crutches, grabs the bowl of water grabs a cat and decides the best place to hide is like underneath the kitchen island <laughs> so he's down there uh ty comes home and starts pouring himself some water right above where uh Kongway is hiding and for some reason he decides to release the cat so he, <laughs> he just gets... lets the cat go underneath uh ty
1: and it's not even like he's like there i just it's not portrayed as though like Oh no, Ty's about to discover me. Better distract him with the cat. Like, Ty is completely oblivious, not suspicious at all.
0: It's like he got bored.
1: he's just like, throw the cat! Throw the cat! Run! And the cat just kind of, like, gets, like, chucked out, lands a couple feet away, and then the little motherfucker just waddles away with his little Uh stupid face.
0: So Ty sees the cat, and then it cuts to a scene of Ty um, yelling at man for bringing a cat into the house. And man basically is like... Sneezing constantly. Yeah. And man's like, oh, I'm so lonely living here in a stranger's house. I needed a cat. It's my right. And Ty, very rightfully so, is like, you're living in my house. You don't have a right to bring in a cat. And man's like, yes, I do. I can do whatever I want to. And Ty's like, how can you say that when you see what like effect it has on me while he's crazily sneezing? You know
1: what I liked about his sneezes? What? He's so so tall and so skinny, and when he sneezes his whole upper body just bends over like a like a willow tree in a storm.
0: It's a beautiful image. Thank you. But yeah, so man's, man's kind of being a a bit mean in this scene towards Ty to like hide the crimes of the basement man. <laughs> But eventually, Ty settles on allowing her to keep the cat in the basement, so hey, everything's good there, I guess out <laughs> yeah, she was gonna do anyway uh-huh,
1: um, so then man goes shopping and she's shopping, and she's kind of muttering to herself about how living with Ty is frustrating. I think mm-hmm. is that what was happening i I'm, my memory gets foggy after the whole um cat yeah. part because I you know. You
0: were focused on the cat I I understand. was really
1: thinking about the cat the whole time.
0: Yeah like essentially she's just kind of muttering to herself and then two women came up and are like hey are you Ty's girl or like fiance that's so exciting is he as good looking in real life and that kind of makes man happy that she's like getting attention outside. Um, so she- But also pretty awkward so she just kind of goes like oh th- thanks bye. Uh huh. And then she comes home and uh, While she's on her way home, Kwong Wee calls her and asks, like, says that his skin is breaking out. Can you grab some of Tai's moisturizer and bring it down to me? Man very happily <laughs> is just like, sure. So she goes into the bathroom to try to grab the moisturizer, right as Tai, who is home unbeknownst to Man, it gets out of the shower. And Just how how Ty plays this scene is just absurd.
1: (laughs) Like, because it's, I mean, we've all seen this scene in a movie or TV show. Man, like, steps out of shower. Woman does not expect to see him. He does not expect to see woman. She accidentally looks at his penis. They both get embarrassed, and she runs away.
0: But we've never seen this scene with as much screaming as there is in this one and And as much pointing towards (laughs) the genitals
1: and as much like self genital hatred (laughs) like ty so mad at his dick
0: yeah he, he just keeps like so a man points towards his dick and then ty starts screaming man starts screaming ty just keeps looking down like at his own dick but like isn't necessarily covering it up no he just keeps looking
1: down at it and being mad and screaming at it like uh he like at no point does it really seem to me like he is yelling at man but he's very angry and he's yelling
0: and And then eventually he covers himself up with the shower curtain man leaves and then he like pulls up the shower curtain to continue looking at his own dick and (laughs) just glaring (laughs) uh
1: Just, if looks could kill, his dick would be dead. Um, this, like, this dude, this David Bowie man with his micro-expressions, I swear, I've never seen such range of acting when it comes to unexpected nudity scene.
0: Yeah, he was good. Uh, so, and then eventually to kind of end it off, man goes back downstairs, and then a, a fancy lady comes by wearing Jimmy Chews. And uh, she reveals herself by saying that, yes, she is internationally known celebrity, and then whatever her name was, which we didn't write down, but she describes herself as internationally known celebrity. Yeah. And um, then she basically does, like, a power move about her shoes, because she makes man give her uh, man slippers. Yeah,
1: because, like, it's Korea, you shouldn't be wearing your shoes indoors. So at first, man is like, oh, my God, Jimmy's shoes. And then she's like, hey, though, maybe don't wear your shoes in here. The evil woman. Can I say that she's evil? I have to assume that
0: she's evil. I don't think she's evil.
1: Well, she was only in here. The like thing. She was
0: evil in this episode. I don't think she's there to be evil. All along. Fair
1: enough. But anyway, um, man's like, you shouldn't really wear your shoes in the house, though, dude. And she's like, well, then get me some slippers. And man's like, oh, we, we don't actually have any extra pairs right now. And then the woman like looks at man's feet and is just like, what about those? And man's just like, oh, oh, oh okay. So she gives her house slippers to the woman. And that made me really sad for yeah. some reason. I was just like, that's a super dick move. I, I can't put a finger on why. That power move of all power moves seems like so domineering to me. No, yeah, I can. It's weird to give someone else your shoes just because they're being mean to you. And it
0: was also just kind of weird how man became extremely subservient at that moment when it was very against her character as we knew it in the rest of the episode. Cause she wasn't like taking anybody's shit the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. But then she just gave in very quickly to this internationally known celebrity. And then, Ty comes downstairs wearing a robe and he's yelling as he came down the stairs like, did you see it? Did you see it? I think you saw it. (laughs) And then it like he sees that this celebrity woman is also in his house and there's like a knowing look and then that's like the final shot as it does like kind of a da-da-da and like cuts in on all three of their faces and freeze frames it and And then we cut to credits.
1: Kyle? Yes? What did you think of Full house take too.
0: I really enjoyed it. I think it was like a genuinely good and interesting comedy, which is like it's and I think that really kind of shows how quality it is, because like I feel like comedy is a very cultural thing, but I don't feel like we were laughing like at anything. Like just because it was like Korean or anything like that, and we yeah. didn't understand it, like I feel like we were laughing at all of the jokes that were meant to be jokes, which is pretty good.
1: Yeah, because humor can be really difficult to translate, but this one was just bam straight to my funny bone. Yeah, with that little kitty's face, but, but no, I also- it was it was like cleverly written. It was really well produced. It was pretty. It um. Like it had good acting. It had good characters. The romance made me smile. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the characters is a big thing that would normally be hard to nail, and like cross culturally, but that we were really drawn to because it wasn't because like obviously there's like I'm sure that American television like Big Bang Theory or whatever can is still like popular in other countries because it's all just very kind of straightforward jokes. But I feel like the kind of character based humor is a lot harder to translate, but it's like, especially that coming
1: we- in in this like mid-season episode with no chance for us to like get to know these characters from scratch, just like getting thrown into it. The fact that we could tell that they were like really well developed and understand so much of their personalities is nice because we don't get that a lot in the shows that we watch for this podcast.
0: Yeah. But I would say that uh, Korean television is so far two for three for us.
1: Yeah. Oh My ghostess and Full House Take Two. Um, Two thumbs way, way up. Boys over flowers. Sad face emoji.
0: Yeah, not not our thing. It also just didn't seem very well produced or acted or written or anything. Yeah. So take a skip on that one. Mm-hmm. Are you going to watch more of Full House Take Two?
1: I... I really kind of think that, like, as soon as I have enough time off from work to really, like, get deep into some binging, I'm gonna take a weekend, I'm gonna just stay in my gym jams the entire time, you will have to fetch me food from outside the house, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the entire thing in, like, the space of a day. That's my plan, because I love it, and I think it probably is really good for binge-watching, too, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I think we need to jump back into Oh My Ghostess
1: yes although we'll probably have to start over from the beginning because i really don't
0: remember any of it we'll remember it all i don't think i will but okay so the one thing that did bother me about this show Mm -hmm. it's called full house it's yes it is only three motherfuckers living in that house one unbeknownst to the owner and it's a very big house. It's a very big, very fancy house, like, under construction to add more wings, it seems. Yeah. So it seems like a bit of false advertising to call this full house.
1: Fairly empty house.
0: From the, uh, on the next episode preview, it implies that the internationally known celebrity is going to move into the house. Do,
1: Slightly fuller house.
0: Do you think every episode someone new moves into the house?
1: Well, this was episode seven. So there would have had to have been, like, negative five people living in the house in the pilot.
0: Like, maybe it started out with a lot more people, and they slowly were getting rid of them, and now are coming in where they're starting to add people on.
1: So it was, like, full house... Emptier house, empty house. Fuller house.
0: Like fullest house. Scene one, episode one, there's fifteen people living in this house. And mm-hmm. Paz just like, there are too many people living in this goddamn house. This is a far too full house.
1: The juice and moisturizer situation is out of control.
0: Untenable. Untenable. And then he kicks some people out, and now like the story is like, hey, this house this house is haunted. By the ghosts of Full House. (laughs) So, no matter what you do, slowly this house is just going to get fuller and fuller. And we're missing a very key part of that is the cat. Like that cat
1: cat is is filling that house. It's helping to fill that house in a very small and stinky way. So, do you think that by the very last episode of this season, that house will be just jam packed, standing room only?
0: That's what I'm guessing. Or this. Try this on size. Mm -hmm. Maybe the house was full of love the whole time. (gasps) Oh, It
1: truly was. And a basement pervert.
0: (laughs) It truly was a full full house. house. Take two. This has been The only cast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to do us a big favor, we would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and rate and subscribe to our show. It would really make a big difference to us.
1: If you want to suggest shows for us to watch or just to reach out and say hi. Or uh, tell
0: us about other awesome Korean television shows that we should be watching. Like to, not even necessarily for the podcast, just so we can watch them.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. Or just to or just to like tell us about your day. How was your day?
0: What'd you eat? Was it Korean barbecue? Because if so, I'm jealous. Because I want that here in Idaho, and it doesn't exist.
1: Well, okay, are we really going to get into this?
0: I just want Korean barbecue very bad.
1: There's no Korean barbecue restaurant in Boise that actually has the grills installed in the tables, which Kyle feels is an insult to his (laughs) very existence, and he complains almost daily about that fact.
0: There was a news article that one is opening, and when I saw that on Twitter... I got so excited, and I saw this like two months ago, and then at the end of the article, it said that it's slated to open late spring 2018.
1: Well, that's too long to wait, isn't it?
0: Like, that—that that is the harshest thing that you can do to me, is be like, hey, in 13 or 14 months, there's going to be a Korean barbecue place.
1: I mean, we're going to be traveling this summer. We could probably just get some Korean barbecue in a different city.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to.
1: Hey hey another way you could re- reach out is to tell us uh, what the best korean barbecue place is in your city and you can do that by reaching us on twitter or facebook at only and
0: if you know how to get our show onto the dark web please let us know i've been kyle
1: i've been cat next week we're gonna watch wings i love you i love you too